The first word in the title of this Sunday's feast is corpus, the Latin word for body. Christi tells us whose body we're celebrating. Body is not just another word in our theological jargon, because in Catholic theology, words matter, and the word corpus, body, matters because the human body lies at the center of the economy of salvation. We're not saved out of our bodies or out of the world. We are saved in our bodies and for the world. And if you stop to think about it, the body is the first thing that confronts us whenever we walk into this church, not merely the bodies of each other, but principally, in, 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 well, I should say, in addition to which, the icon above the altar. Iconography is a tradition going back to the 4th or 5th century. It is a form of sacred art that is not arbitrary or decorative. It takes the truths of faith from scripture and tradition and presents them as something for the eye to see. And this is why we say that icons are not painted, they are written like scripture itself. This is also why every icon in the end is the presentation of a human body. Artists like John Constable, Thomas Gainsborough, Winslow Homer, Georgia O'Keeffe are famous for their landscape paintings, which nature, mountains, valleys, seascapes, flowers, uh, is the focus of the painting. But iconography has no such thing as landscape art. The background of an icon, if there is one, is generally abstract or plain. There's nothing for the eye to focus on, nothing to distract us from the person, Christ, the Blessed Virgin, the saints, that the icon presents to us. What you see in the icon of Christ behind the altar is exactly what we will sing about in the creed in a few minutes, we all hope. He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became flesh. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He will come in again in glory to judge the living and the dead. These seven clauses represent the core of the creed. Get them wrong, and we run the risk of altering the deposit of faith. But get them right, and like an icon, they present to us a human body, Corpus Christi, the body of Christ, the enfleshed Logos. Because when God decided to save the human race, he did not do so as a disembodied voice speaking from a cloud, teaching a seminar in behavior modification or a three-credit course in human relations. Each of those seven clauses correspond to a liturgical celebration in the course of our liturgical year. Christmas and Epiphany, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, Ascension, Thursday, Pentecost. This is so because the liturgy, which is the experience of the church at worship, formed the creed, not the other way around. To borrow the famous phrase from Marshall McLuhan, the medium is the message. Translated into theological language, it means that if the medium of our salvation was the human body of the Lord Jesus Christ, then the message is that bodiliness matters to God, and therefore it should also matter to us. This is the unfathomable paradox that we must always stay near. God in human flesh tells us as much about who God is 
as it tells us about ourselves and our world. This is why Catholic faith is inseparably bound up with the world, why Catholic liturgy is sacramental, why we use bodily posture, standing, kneeling, bowing, sitting, why we splash water, pour oil, burn incense, spill hot wax, ring bells, eat bread, drink wine when we gather together for worship. All these things that I've just mentioned are like ourselves rooted in the material created world. They become the means by which grace is not merely signified, they become the means by which grace is conveyed. All of this is summed up in the solemnity of Corpus Christi in which we celebrate our encounter with the body of Christ in a unique and privileged way in the Holy Eucharist. Catholic belief in the Eucharist is not the theological equivalent of a landscape painting, broad vistas with hazy skies and misty mountains, beautiful to look at from a distance, but fuzzy and indistinct up close. Here's the simplest way to put it. Christ is not present to us in the Eucharist by faith. His true presence in the Eucharist as flesh and blood, real food for real people, is a fact. It is we who are present to him by faith. But this faith must be embodied faith, finding its expression in the way we act in the presence of the sacrament as much as the way we act within the world outside these walls. Now, I did not learn this from reading books on theology. It was one of the first lessons I learned in first grade when my teacher, Sister Anna Fasiciana, marched all 42 of us over to church and taught us how to genuflect in the first week of school and did not let us go back to class until she was happy that all 42 right knees hit the floor at exactly the same time. My knees are considerably older and my joints suffer are stiffer than when I was in first grade. When I genuflect, my right knee may not always find the floor, but my body long ago informed my mind about the true presence within the tabernacle on the altar. I doubt that my first grade teacher had much training in psychology, but she did have a thoroughly Catholic in intuition about the role that a body plays in fostering faith. That intuition says you don't have to understand why you genuflect. You merely have to do the action, and eventually your mind will make the connection. This is why we surround the Blessed Sacrament with a variety of rites, symbols, and gestures, all meant to inform our minds about the object of our faith. There is an ancient liturgical principle going back to Prosper of Aquitaine, who first mentions it in the middle of the 5th century. Lex supplicandi legem credenda, or statuat credenda, often shortened to lex orandi lex credendi. It means that the law of prayer determines the law of belief, or if you prefer, practice comes before theory. Catholic sacramental theology still insists that we must embody what we believe at the risk of losing that belief. The icon of Christ above the altar and the creed both present us with a human body, one through an image, the other through dogmatic formulations. In the Holy Eucharist, we encounter that reality to which they point.